Hello, and welcome to Rush Tactics Episode Dose. Greg, we made it to the big O2. Can you believe it? O2? That's, uh... It's astounding. I know. We've already doubled our podcast numbers. It's really impressive, if I may say so myself. I don't want to sound boastful. You know, I, I was surprised we made it halfway through one, so <laughs> to get to two is pretty pretty exciting. We're doing good. All right, so we are back for another episode. I am Josh Augustine. And I am Greg Henniger. And each week we try out a new tactic, strategy, or build in Age of Empires Online and share it with you. This week we're going to be taking a look into my dark Deep Soul, and dissecting my personal favorite build of the moment, the Babylonian Dwarf Swarm. Ooh. I know. It's, it sounds pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. So Babylonian just, Dwarfs. They're the, they're the best kind of dwarfs, really, when you think about it. The babbies, as I like to call them. Yes, the babby dwarfs, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, so just a few minutes ago, Greg and I played through the tactics we'll be talking about. We did a live stream video of that along with our commentary. Um, and that's going to be up on our blog if you want to see it firsthand. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes, and we'll have all the URL and stuff at the end. So, Greg. Yes. <laughs> ask me what a dwarf swarm is. Josh, if I was new to Age of Empires and had no idea what Babylonian dwarf swarm is, what would you tell me? First, I'd tell you, Greg, stop being such a noob. <laughs> Next up, I tell you, all right, so Babylonians are a sieve. They just came out um, probably about maybe a month ago. They're a premium sieve, so it costs 900 Empire Points, basically 9 bucks to buy them. Um, their whole strategy, the, the sieve is built to be a defensive sieve, kind of bunker down, tech up, and then attack late game. But So we kind of take this to the extreme, and the ridiculous uh, level just goes through the roof with the Dwarf Swarm. Here's the basic ideas. Play defensively with castles, walls, pointy arrows. Level up to age four as fast as you can. Build five barracks near the front lines. Research all of the infantry and and unit train time upgrades you can. And then send endless wave of sappers, which are their infantry unit that is good against buildings, and they look like little dwarves carrying ladders. Just create endless waves of them and send them to their deaths. That's basically the whole idea. How does that sound to you, Greg? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of queuing. It does sound like a lot of queuing, and in fact, it was. (laughs) A lot Uh, of gardens, too, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the keys is the garden building, which the Babylonians have, which what it does is when it's fully upgraded, each one you build reduces train time and research time of all units in tech by 5%, and you can have 12 so that's a 60% reduction in all of your training time and unit research. That is quick. So how, how many how many of these uh, little dwarven buddies were you pumping out near when you when you got everything to max where you're ready to go? I I was pumping them out at five every two and a half seconds. So that <laughs> so that's what that's two every second essentially two dwarfs every second that you can just throw. I mean they can't kill two dwarfs a second. I mean in the end if you can keep it going you should just be able to swarm them. Now exactly that's the if you can keep it going. What is it that you need to keep going? All you need is gold. That's the beauty of the strategy. Is when when you upgrade them to sapper champions, it removes their food cost entirely. So all it costs is something like 33 gold or 32 gold. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but the great thing is, is also late game, you have caravans if you have a co-op partner. So gold is free. So all you have to do is make sure you're having enough caravans going that you're getting more than 60 gold per second. 
And as long as you're getting that, you'll have a net positive. Um, how many car- how many caravans are, are you saying here, like maybe four or 20? Well, it really depends on the distance, because that depends how much you're getting and kind of the route the caravans have to take. But, I mean, we're talking 20, closer to that. Okay. You're going to okay. need much more than four, because a general a caravan will bring back maybe anywhere between 20 and 60 gold on a trip. So you're going to need a lot of caravans going. Um you're also going to need a co-op partner that's going to be able to hold down his side of the fort. You know what I'm saying, Greg? I, uh, I, I'm reading what you're laying down here, Josh. And, uh, and, and I'm shameful to say that I was so blown away by uh, this constant stream of dwarves that I neglected my own uh, defending duties, shall we say. We shall say. In fact, everyone <laughs> shall say this. <laughs> watch the stream and watch me fall apart is the uh, is the best part about it. Yeah. So unlike last week, which I'd say we had an unrivaled success last oh, week. Oh, it was a smashing success. Smashing. Brilliant. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, really. <laughs> this week, we didn't actually beat the mission. Um, that's not to say that the tactic doesn't work. That's true. That's not to... It, it just says that maybe our implementation of it or our execution of it was not flawless. Um, but I have done this before, and, Greg, I'm not trying to point fingers here, so I don't want you to get, to get angry. I'll grab I my have, tissues. I have done this before solo. Oh, um, God. I know. Uh. I know. But the problem here was, basically, um, we were getting hit on both sides. I was only pushing dwarfs on one side, and we were just rushing into a gauntlet of towers and castles. We broke a hole through their wall. We sent the dwarves in, and we were watching because it's hilarious, because it's just a stream of dwarves. The mini-map at one point was just had a squiggly blue snake going down it. Um, there was just the dwarves running. It was fantastic. But then and it was so fantastic that I kept my eyes glued on the squiggly blue snake of dwarves and uh, didn't even realize the army that was, you know, creeping up onto my town. And then I blinked, literally like four blinks, and my town was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, getting rid of Josh's entire gold supply. So this yeah. one lands squarely on old Gregorio here. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that his town center had fallen. I knew he was having trouble, but I was so focused on the dwarves. And all of a sudden, I was training, and then I got the little message, boom, you need three more gold to train a sapper. And like, wait, what? No, I had 10,000 gold. And then I look, and all my caravans are just sitting there, like, bobbing against some fish in the ocean. Like, oh, man, this is not good. So, yeah. But still, Greg, I say it went pretty well. Um, it was funny. It was entertaining. Um, and we, we did pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, we we, uh, we definitely almost had it. Uh, we, we came back um, a little run. I ran my guys over to your town, built up another town center, tried to get some spearmen out. Because at that point, since I wasn't watching my town at all, I was just accumulating food, wood, and stone at an alarming rate. Um, but I had zero gold because uh, I just kept pumping all the gold I had to Josh. Um, so I had no gold left. So I put up a town center pretty quick, tried to get the barracks out, tried to get some spearmen going, uh, but, man, they, they fell pretty quickly. They did. All right, so I'm going to go through kind of a few more tips and kind of detailed tactics. I'm going to focus on some stuff that is also for solo in case you're doing this solo. So, obviously, our goal is to race stage four. Early on, you want to build walls. 
toss-up walls. We did this in our strategy. It worked really well. I just built a five-layer wall with gates. Um, and if you're not on a map that you can kind of defend well with walls, build shield bearers because um, they're super cheap. They just absorb damage. They'll do decent against pretty much everything. Um, their only job is to stall, and so they're pretty good at that. If you need to, you can rotate in spearmen or lancers if needed. Otherwise, what we had uh, – Greg, I mean, what did you build to kind of help out early on? Uh, well, I, once again, was the Celts, Celts, and so what I – we had a little bottleneck coming in where uh, there was an ocean segment, so they kept sending in flagships to – which could actually reach our town centers on both sides – so I focused primarily early on to get some get some flagships, get some towers out there on that bottleneck to try and, you know, quell the harassment. Um, I put up a wall or two on my side as well, um, but was really mainly focusing on those uh, those ships in the beginning. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so that was a huge help early on. I could not have survived to age four without kind of Grace help there. So that's the thing to remember. If you're doing co-op, you can either both try a dwarf swarm but I think the better tactic is to have one person kind of defend and kind of balance out the army and have the other person just pound the gates with dwarves. Definitely. We would have lost a lot faster if we both tried dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, would have been funny to see, but it would have been oh, sad. Yeah. All right, so in the next step, get to H2, build sustainable caravan routes. Um, learn from our mistake. Obviously, you need to defend those routes because those are your only hope of winning. If you lose those... Your supply stops. Your swarm is no longer a swarm. It is dwarf stragglers, and they will be just picked off one by one. Mm -hmm. And then train everything that boosts infantry damage, life, training time. Don't forget gardens. We already said that. Um, then the next thing you want to do, this is once you're at H4, you're ready to go. Either your co-op partner or you kind of send out your shield bearers. You send them out to establish a forward base. Uh, how difficult was that on, on the map we did, Greg? Uh, it was a little difficult because we, we, we tried to get, we had so many layers of walls. Um, I had my archers up against the walls trying to, to pick off that first level of, of guys. And they, they sent a, a pretty good amount, uh, against us. So once we were able to push them back, which took longer than I expected, and we kind of got snared up in the walls too, um, we were able to create, you know, those five barracks were pretty, were pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. I sent out all of my villagers, too, because at that point, it, once you're at the point that you're ready to attack, go all in. This is an all-in strategy. Go big or go home. I mean, you can't hold back on this, because if you want to hold back, you should be doing a different strategy. This is all about just, like, gung-ho. I mean, we were building these barracks by probably the 15-minute mark. We were attacking. I was age four by the 10-minute mark, I think. So we just rushed straight out there. And so what, what I do, this is important. If you want to look good while you're doing this, and honestly, half the reason you're doing this strategy, let's be honest, is just for fun and to look good. I mean, we went big and we went home. That's, <laughs> That's true. That's like the <laughs> ultimate, I guess, and that way we sort of won. Exactly. So the ultimate, the, the rule here, fashion-wise, if you will, if, you, if you'll allow me that, Greg. I, oh, I will. Go on. Thank you. You need to build these five barracks in a perfectly straight line, exactly perpendicular to the route they will be running towards the enemy base. Now, why, you ask me? Greg, I dare you, ask me why. Josh, why? Because it is incredible to just sit there and watch. Because at this point, 
your your uh, dwarf sappers will be coming out at less than three seconds per each one to just sit there and watch your barracks and watch five dwarves spawn, kind of move together in like a flying V formation because they're all headed towards the point in the middle and rush out. And then before they even connect and rush out, another group has already started going. And another one. It looks like some crazy wave machine of medieval torture. The word I would use is mesmerizing. Mesmerizing, yes. I know how mesmerized you got by that. <laughs> Very mesmerized. It worked. It, it worked does. its magic on me. Like a snake charmer. I couldn't take my eyes away. Well, it was like a snake on the minimap, too. I mean, maybe that was the trick. Very much so. So one important, one more part about the fashion. Um, you got to get those shield bearers, those slingers, whatever your co-partner is doing, you make sure they get them out of the way because a stampede is a coming, and they're going to mess up that cool flying V if they're in the way. So you got to get those guys to the side. Agreed. All right. That's, no, nothing's more important than the way you look. Nothing. That is a fact. That's why we pick dwarves. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's go into the tactics of actually assaulting this keep, because we know the strategy, build barracks. These barracks can build dwarf sappers at crazy rates. These dwarf sappers are great at killing buildings, terrible against everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do is I basically set the waypoint right on the gate, because the first thing I want to do is I want to punch a hole in that gate, and because that's where you're going to get through. And we ran into some trouble, Greg, because, I mean – do you want to describe that kind of opening area where we tried to fight in and kind of what the problem was? Are you talking about the water area in front of the gate? Oh, yes, or, I am. Uh, it, 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 yeah, uh, Helm's Deep comes to mind. <laughs> uh, we were the orcs that were crashing against the uh, the walls and just getting eviscerated by all the towers and fortresses. And there was also a nice standing army sitting out front, too. And uh, those little dwarves, they don't they don't do too well against infantry. But no, if you don't. can just if you can keep that flow going, that's where we fell apart. We couldn't keep the flow going because I fell apart. But if you can keep that flow going, all those dwarves are just going to eventually push their way through any infantry. They could they could push their way through anything if you keep that stream going. Yes, they can, and that's the beauty of it. Even if they each only hit once on a unit, you're training so many that those units will just crumble like sand. Mm-hmm. So uh, our strategy was we kind of pushed there. I think I made the tactical mistake at that point. After I'd punched the hole in the gate, I decided, you know what? I better clear out these units so there's more free space for my dwarves to run through. Um, and my dwarves just stood there fighting infantry with about three towers and a castle shooting on them. And that was just too much. My whole army got wiped. Um, but I kept sending them. But at that point, I think I was losing, actually, which I didn't think was even possible. I was losing dwarves faster than I was creating them. They were just standing out in the open getting picked off. They were. It was, it was, it was rough. And so our next solution was, all right, let's send them in bunches. So I got a pack of about 50 of them, and I sent them straight through the wall. Like, just go through that gate, ignore all the units, ignore all the towers, just rush for the castle. They rushed for the castle. They took it down. And then they rushed over to the uh, next tower and then took that down. And I think that's the real solution here. I think if you run into problems with this strategy, you just need to kind of rush through, take out the castle, ignore all the units, and send them in kind of packs like that. Don't you think, Greg? Yeah, yeah, and and definitely don't let that flow stop. Because once once there's breaks in the, uh, in the snake chain, yes. um, they start picking them off a lot faster. 
you're you're no you're no longer overwhelming them with sheer numbers. You're giving them a chance to regroup. So if you can keep that chain unbroken, there's almost nothing they can't accomplish other than swimming. Yeah, yeah. I I should say actually I should have said this up front. This is not a strategy for PvP. This is not a strategy for like skirmishes. This is basically a strategy for having fun on any PvE map, essentially. Yeah. And, like, we were doing it on one of the Twelve Kingdoms maps. I mean, it's just a fun way to have fun with your buddies. Um, I will throw out here, these are some good advisors that will help, help you out. Infantry Sergeant, oh, I cannot pronounce this name, Heraclides, Cowardly Colonel, Pamphilos, Savvy Merchant, and Zeno. Essentially, those guys will make your infantry hit harder, train faster, and get more gold. And that's really all you care about. Um, so, Greg, I'm going to say this strategy was a success um, in the sense that it is a good strategy that you can have fun with. It's entertaining, and I think you can actually succeed with it. Um, it just isn't, you know, a flawless victory. It isn't guaranteed. Yeah, you're, prob- you're probably not going to uh, succeed with it maybe the at first time you try it, but You'll you'll get the feel of it, and I know I'm definitely going to be using it a lot in uh, in my uh, PVE missions, uh, just trying to to grind through those missions because there is literally I I I've played a lot of maps, and this is the most entertaining sight I have ever seen uh, <laughs> come about in this game. Yeah, me too. It's just fun watching countless bearded men just gladly run into certain death <laughs> for our glory. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah, it was spectacular. All right, so the next time you want to embrace your inner turtle, try a new Babylonian strategy, or just make your co-op partner laugh, uh, go ahead for the Rush Tactics-approved Dwarf Swarm. Thanks for downloading and listening to another episode of Rush Tactics. Let us know what you think by emailing us at rushtactics at outlook.com. You can visit our blog at bit.ly forward slash rushtactics. Uh, to get full show notes, step-by-step walkthroughs of all the strategies we discuss, and videos of us putting them all into practice. And let me tell you, this one is just fun to watch. If nothing else, watch it, zoom to, like, the 20-minute mark, and just look at all the dwarves running. It's incredible. You have to see it. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you can also talk to us on Twitter. I am at J Augustine. And I am at Greg Henniger. And as always, please let us know what you thought of the first show and what you'd like to see in the future. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Wait, you can make, oh my gosh. Orange background. I want to kill myself. <laughs> I know. My eyeballs. Ah.